This is a Triple J podcast. We're nearly there, mate. Oh, we are crawling to the finish line. Someone hand me a rope. I'm about to get on a hot jet plane. Get me a life jacket because I'm drowning. (laughs) Sorry. No, I'm fine. (laughs) No, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. fine. No, I'm I'm literally about to get on a plane and go straight into the ocean on the WA coast. But like not... You're not going to crash. No, I mean like straight and then like you're going to disembark. You get the luggage. Oh, 100%. Like on the beach, I'll get off. And you'll be I'll wearing just, like, a bikini. Lie down straight away with a cocktail in hand. No, you'll be in a bikini like on the, on plane. the plane. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Babe, as soon as I clock holiday mode the and walk out hard. of this studio, the nips are hard in that AC. You don't you're- know me. <laughs> You don't know me. Oh, my God. No, literally, same. I'm also not going to Perth, though. I'm going to Sydney. Um, back to the folks, back to the ocean as well. Can't wait to have some wa- salt water therapy. Is that oh, what they yeah. call it? I was about to say, hi, mum and dad. I will see you as well. Hi, mum and dad. Um, um, yeah, no, the hookup. We're going, we're having a little summer vacay, yeah. but like we're not going anywhere. Like no. we're physically going We're somewhere. physically leaving. But like the hookup will still continue each week. So please, please stop panicking. Do not freak out. Take the paper bag away from the face. It's all good. They're going. It's okay. We're gonna. We've got you covered for like literally the whole of summer. There's like six weeks of like primo content coming your way. Yeah. Plus, there's some socials. So don't forget to follow and like and subscribe on Instagram. Yeah. But Pip and I thought yeah. like for our last like in studio together moment, why don't we just do a bit of a 2023 wrapped? Yes. Like. Let's revisit some of the most cooked things that have happened this year that we've spoken about to you. Oh, my God. And there's so, so many. So we're going to go through some pop culture moments, some of our favorite moments with like episodes and like, I guess, listener reactions to things. And at the very end, we're going to give you our 2024 predictions. What's in and what's out. Oh, yeah. You want to stick around for that, babe, because we're we're on the money. Trust and believe you will be dealt with 2024. We've got some things to say. Okay, so the start of the year, Pip, you and I rocked up into the studio and we spoke about something that was really gaining traction online. Yes, it's called Are We Dating the Same Guy, Sis? Or, or Sis, Is This Your Man? Or even Vouched Dating on Facebook. These are all groups that exist on Facebook. I know no one uses it anymore. Neither do I. Yeah. But best believe we hopped on and we were like, what is this all about? You and I were snooping hard. This is just, it just had like a really big moment in 2023. Yeah. If you don't know what they are, they're basically a way, they kind of first started off as a way to find out if your guy, like your man was cheating on you. Mm, But now they've kind of become this like online space where women can like warn other girls about dating like dodgy or even dangerous men that they've encountered on dating apps. Because it's basically like, we all hate dating apps. What are we going to do? Mm. We're going to make these like vouch dating things so that we can actually put forward men who we like and men who we dislike. Yeah, we had a bit of a like conversation. I feel like it started to really come up about these pages not being really ethically okay because if you're someone, I mean, we all love, you know, people banding together to take someone down. Hell yeah. John Tucker must I hello. <laughs> but like, is it ethically okay if the person being posted about can't defend themselves? Yeah, exactly. It's like the right of reply. And that's something that we kind of delved into and, and thought about ourselves. I mean, obviously these pages were created with the best intentions, but um, there was this defamation lawyer that spoke to Hack on Triple J, uh, Sophie Robertson from the Supreme Council. And she said that posting stuff online about an ex 
can become a bit of a minefield when it comes to legal stuff. Oh, God, I'm in trouble then. <laughs> I know. This yeah. whole podcast. I literally made oh, a whole meme shit. page dedicated to my shitty exes. Did you? Yeah. I didn't realize it was like dedicated. Well, I mean, it's it's going off my experience. I babe. mean, it's very pointed it's like very pointed. at them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't insert whole names, but <laughs> I mean, lawyers would come for me if they wanted to. But if they don't know it's you, like admin reveal, they, they don't know it's you. True. So we're not going to drop the name of it. But like, yeah, what it like we obviously this has had a huge moment in 2023. Yeah. But like, where did we land? Like, what do you think the mood was around these pages? Are they still like vibing and hyped up? Well, like- I think they're still thriving. We recently spoke to um, the cartoonist and author and podcaster Lily O'Farrell uh, uh, behind Vulgar Drawings and we asked her, we were like, hey, have you heard of this? Is it your thing? She was like, yes, I'm on the New York one. I'm on the oh. London one. So I think they're still like thriving. But I don't know how I feel about it like ethically. ethically. I do understand from a point of view that they, they should be a right to reply. And also I do think that sometimes people can get carried away and potentially – Spin porky pies, potentially. And like wanting to bring someone down. Yeah, like they might have had a bad experience, but maybe they would take it a bit too far and say some stuff that's like not necessarily true. Like I want to mm. believe everyone, of course, but sometimes I, I think know. when it comes to like, this is obviously a bit heavy, but when it comes to like sexual assault stuff, that's when it probably gets really like hectic when it comes to like defamation and, and that kind of thing. Mm. But then I'm like, that's probably where you want to. Like, if we think about what Chanel Contos always talks about, about rape being decriminalized in Australia, it's like, well, if they're not getting, like, repercussions through the system, it's social repercussions. And so, therefore, maybe these pages can help other women yeah. from experiencing sexual abuse or assault from someone who is, like, a perpetrator. It's vigilante justice. And I'm here for that. And I think, like, where I would draw the line is, um, yeah, if someone did say, like, this person is dangerous for X, Y, Z reasons and they, like, had some, like, sexual assault allegations, I'm believing them straight away. I'm never going to date that guy. Yeah. Like, I would be like, great, never, not interested, not keen. Where I think it maybe gets, like, a bit more nuanced is if they're like, oh, he was a bit shit and, like, blah, 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 don't ever date this guy. I'd be like, yeah. oh, maybe. Walking red flag. Yeah, like, it. you know what I mean? It can become a bit of a pylon. And so th- at that point where I'm like, Oh, I don't know. But I also, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I side with women. Like, I think this is yeah. kind of cool and I'm kind of here for it. But I the expert say, did say it was not I great. <laughs> I will say either way, like, I will probably still be in those groups with popcorn for 2024. Oh, 100%. Like, more for the tea. You know, I joined like 30 of them to research it. I haven't left a <laughs> single one. I'm there. Like, I don't plan to leave. <laughs> One of how this is like so wild because we post a lot of controversial videos that really like I don't know <laughs> Which, like really rile people up sometimes. But by the way, we're so desensitized to we're like oh that's normal, and then the comment sections are like outrage, and we're like oops. <laughs> My oh, bad. like every time I see a hate comment, I'm like lol. Yeah. Um, but this video in particular we posted about partner glow ups was like for some reason really divisive really divisive yeah so this year we saw a lot of tiktoks um of people comparing their partners from when they first met them to now and they were basically showing off how they've helped their partner find their look like kind of get an aesthetic going changing the wardrobe up a little bit and like elevating them giving them a glow up it's been huge on tiktok and on reels and peep and i did a video like talking about it a little bit we're just like oh is that something that you would do 
And I think you were like, yes, I would. And then that just really didn't yeah. sit well with people. I said, yes, I would. Give me the plastic. I'm going to tap it. And then you said, <laughs> no, no, I because I want to be cooler. Cooler, stylish one. <laughs> Sorry, but that was very Aquarius of you to actually say that. When I'm the Aquarius in the room. No, it's main character energy of like a Gemini. Which Don't you think? We're going to talk about later, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, people were not happy with us. Like, and it kind of surprised us. It took off us, took us off guard, I should say. And like the comment section, people were going at each other. They were like, nah, this is manipulation. This is shit. Like, you should never, never do that. And we wanted to get some other opinions in the room on this. So we approached... Who we think are maybe like the two most stylish presenters on Triple J, Abby and Tyrone. Yeah, we wanted to ask them if they thought it was manipulative. Well, I mean, it always comes down to like at the helm of relationships, the most important thing is communication, right? And if you're communicating that this is something that's going to happen, you need to have both sides willing and invested to do it. So there's no manipulation in the fact that you're like, let's try... This new thing. A vest. A vest. <laughs> Let's upstyle Babe, this. Put a vest on. <laughs> no one's gonna turn around and say, Oh, you manipulated <laughs> me into wearing a vest. Yeah, yeah but if you're just queer eyeing your partner with <laughs> oh, no yeah. with no putting, <laughs> putting them no into a play. room and there's a no whole bunch play. of people there ready to completely make them like over. Princess diaries. Oh, classic. I feel like judge jury is out. Like, yeah. Case closed. Case closed, verdict, there you go. I don't think it's manipulative. At all. It's like exactly what Tyrone said. It's literally like you just give them like a heads up. If they say, no, nah, I'm good, then you go, no worries. Like you're not forcing them to do anything. And you know what, D? Everyone, like I swear like 80% of men in particular who got in touch with us about this, they were like, I'd actually really love this. Like I am not good at this and my partner fills in that skill for me. 100%. They were like, glow me the fuck up. Yeah, please, they wanted it. Please glow me up. Begging. So if you were umming and ahhing about buying your bae a new shirt for Christmas. Get around it. Spend a fortune. Or Drop a vest. some dollar. Oh, a vest. Yeah, a vest. Get down the vest. I love a vest. It's really interesting having done this show, Pip, for so many years because you do notice such trends when it comes to, like, cultural conversations around dating and love and relationships. And a big one for 2023, which we actually saw in an article, uh, was about are we living in a post-romantic era? Yeah, and we did the research. We actually found the researcher behind this study um, in the UK. Her name is Dr. Carolina Bandinelli. She's an associate professor. And... Her whole thesis on this was basically the way that we date and fall in love now is very cautious. We're very careful. We want it to be as drama-free as possible. And we're not really romantics anymore because yeah. there's a lot to be scared of. It's like gone are the days of Romeo and Juliet. You're not about to just jump into a relationship with someone and be like, I will die for you. <laughs> like we are so concerned about protecting ourselves and our peace. We're going to therapy. We're working on our relationships and we're shutting everyone down really quickly if they, we see like a slight beige flag. Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious now when you talk to anybody about dating, they're literally the first thing they want to say is, is that a deal breaker or is it a red flag? And they're constantly like assessing the environment and themselves and being like, am I willing to put myself in harm's way, which is either getting hurt or like actually in an unsafe environment or with a person 
is it worth that love? And a lot of people are saying no. She also spoke a lot about the fact that like dating apps have made people feel like they're replaceable. So it kind of works hand in hand when you think about being post-romantic because it's like no longer are we seeing that person that's our soulmate, the love of your life, I will die for you. You're saying, well, like if it's not you, I'll swipe right, babe. And I'll find the next one. Exactly. And throughout that whole process of finding the person, we are vetting people like crazy. Um, Dr. Bandanelli actually told us um, something that we had seen a lot as well in talking to people about dating at the moment, questionnaires. I was recently made aware of this practice of sending questionnaires, questionnaires to potential date. And one can see how there is this, yeah, what is a stake is trying to avoid being let down, to avoid being deluded, to avoid, uh, to avoid also, of course, to avoid being harassed and traumatized and uh, to avoid the unexpected. I found this topic so, so interesting to read about and talk to a lot of people about. But yeah, what do you, you know, now that we've did this at the very start of 2023, we're at the end now, what do you think of it now, like looking back? I still feel like we are a little bit, like we're definitely post-romantic era or at least she's onto something about like the way that we view relationships and, and other people that we're like romantically linked to. But I wonder if like, I feel like more people I talk to at the moment are kind of sick of that attitude of people being disposable. I think people maybe are, like this could be completely off, but are searching a bit more for like that romantic connection. Mm. But then at the same time, people are so staunchly single, which I'm obsessed with and I love. Like people really are protecting their peace and not giving, like not accepting crumbs. Yeah. But then at the same time, I think people really are over dating apps and this idea that people are so replaceable and disposable that they like are kind of desperate to just find someone that they really do connect with. When you explain it like that, it kind of it feels like we're in this like really vicious cycle of those both both of those being truths yes and it's like they feed into each other and we're creating like an environment where there is so much distrust with other people and and but at the same time we're just like oh my god but we want that so yeah it's it's really tough and like the jury is out still on this I mean it's a developing story Yes. She kind of like obviously it's so nuanced and this is the exciting part about like mm. research um, that it's ever evolving. But she was very like she kind of, she didn't want to say it was a bad thing, but she definitely was like leaning towards like people should be a bit more like open. Mm. Can I also say as well, when we first did this story, which was like very beginning of 2023, you were not in love. Oh, that's true. You know, and now you are. Hence why I'm like, I'm interested to know, like, yeah, your fears. Yeah. You sounded like a bit more hopeful, actually. I was a bit, yeah, I'm a bit more hopeful. And at the start of the year, you were telling people, you were like, I haven't been in love in years. I was like, dump him. And now, <laughs> different vibe. Yeah, that is true. So there's hope. We love to see it. Um, but yeah, very interesting point. It's definitely it's gendered. Good. It's definitely gendered. Oh, big time. It'll be interesting to watch how this, like, evolves in 2024. For sure. One of the most controversial and cooked TV shows that HBO has ever funded, <laughs> put their label on, sided with, is The Idol. Yes, written and directed by Sam Levinson, who you might know from Euphoria. 
Uh, God, I stopped. What I did an episode, I think, and was like, I'm done. I was addicted. Hit, watched the whole thing. I couldn't stand it. Um, if you have no idea about what this is about, it's about a washed up pop star who's depressed and lost and trying to make it, but falls for this seedy guy, aka The Weeknd, <laughs> um, in a club, and he kind of turns into this like cult leader. He promises her the world. They have this like really hectic sexual relationship, which to be honest is why I switched off. It was really difficult to watch. Yeah, and that's what made it so controversial. Sam Levinson obviously not shy to like show you some grit, but this was like taking it like three steps too far. And of course, obviously we wanted to talk about it. We spoke to Osman Faruqi, who is a pop culture expert. He does this uh, podcast called The Drop and he was doing like this full series about it and I was like I really want to talk to someone about this insane show so we got him on it's not just the a male perspective on what a woman thinks about or or like not just a male perspective on a woman it's a male perspective on what we as men fantasize that women want from men if that makes sense it's like this completely circular fantasy that is just so disconnected I think I don't look I don't know I'm not gonna obviously here I am being like not all men like you know who knows maybe there are like some women who enjoy or fantasize about the kinds of things that she does but I think like the show is just not canvassing any kind of nuance at all with this stuff this person this character jocelyn is not real or 3d in any way that was the thing that gave me the biggest ick about this show is that the whole thing like osman said is through the male gaze and i'm just like especially when you know the backstory too long to say here but there was a female director at the start and then she was fired or whatever. Mm. And it just like we continuously see these stories in popular culture through male gaze, through the male gaze. And I was just like, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. Can I also just say, for some reason this year, I decided to watch Game of Thrones for the first time. Oh, yeah. And I went all the way back and I was watching it. I was watching it and I was like, yeah, through the male gaze. Like, this is violent. It's like sexual. It's exploitative. It's gross. And, um, There was just so much about this show that I hate watched. Like, I just hated, you know, like, The weekend's performance. His name was literally Tedros Tedros. Like, two names at the same time. Hated it. Worst week in in Hollywood. Oh, it was rank. It was rank. I was like, somebody fix this man's wig. It was so cringe. Like, the way he spoke was, like, ugh. Like, I still have shivers now thinking about it. But, like, he'd always be like, hello, Angel. And, like, practice in the mirror. And he just thought he was such a, like, hot dude like love bombing her yeah yeah yeah. and also she was completely falling for it so again going back to the male gaze we were like why like what is attractive about this like not trying to yuck your yum joss but like what is going on here and even to the point where her friend was like picking up the vibe immediately and this line that really set people off um her friend was like he's kind of got a rapey vibe and she was like yeah but i kind of like that about him and i remember my jaw was on the floor i was like there's who wrote this? Like, how do they get away with this? Like, HBO so, ticked off on this. So much of the portrayal <sighs> of female sexuality was just off. Like, there was one point where she was masturbating. Sorry, a bit of a warning here, trigger warning. But, like, she was, like, choking herself and rubbing a whiskey glass with ice in it to her crotch. And it, like, it, she was, like, masturbating so hard that she, like... Broke, broke the it, glass and the glass like cut her like it's so stupid yeah it was just... and she was listening to her own music like she was getting off to herself yeah. like sorry tell me that's not being written by a man but i will say that song that came out of it like the lead single 
I'm just a freak, yeah. I haven't even heard it in like six months and I remember. It was really good. It slapped. But the rest of the show, it was an awful portrayal of clearly Sam Levinson's like fantasy of what Wet a dream. woman like her sexuality and everything, like it which was just... we will now note has been axed for. There's no more seasons. I think that says it all. Is it bad that I'm sad about that? Shut up. We're... I know. We're moving on. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Another person who was kind of cancelled this year. I don't know if Sam Levinson was actually cancelled. No, he's thriving probably. He's probably, yeah. He got a lot of money from that show, I've no doubt. Because people hate watching it. Anyway, another <laughs> person that was cancelled was Jonah Hill. Yeah, it was really sad, this one. You know, Jonah is like the people's people. He's just like this stoner dude who likes surfing and like wears like really cool clothes. And then it came out that his ex, Sarah Brady, who is a pro surfer, she just leaked all these screenshots of these DMs and these conversations between them and it was it was pretty bad. We we're gonna have to premise alleged. Let let's make sure that legal team aren't <laughs> they coming for us. Are literally Hello? knocking at the window right now. Please threatening please holding up a sign that says alleged. Alleged. Um, <laughs> no, so she put these screenshots on her Instagram that basically showed that he was very controlling. But the thing that she like like alleged about him was that he would use therapy speak as a way to control her. So he'd be like, these are my boundaries. Mm. Like what were some of the boundaries? So he had this like grocery list of a text message going through the things that he needed in a relationship. He was like plain and simple. If you need surfing with men, boundaryless in- inappropriate friendships with men, to model, which by the way she does like that's on her, her Instagram, like that's her job. To post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit. Again, she's a pro so surfer. Uh, to post sexual pictures, um, friendships with women who are unstable in places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. He says, if you can't do, if you need all this, I'm not the right partner for you. And talks a lot about these boundaries and like how he's just. Boundary, boundary, boundary. That's like all he can say in these yeah, text messages. These are my boundaries for our, for our romantic partnership. And so <laughs> it kind of went viral online because it brought up a lot of conversation around therapy speak using terms like gaslighting, trauma dumping, I'm at capacity, boundaries. Yeah. Uh, and it like I, there was a really important conversation that we had with sex coach Georgia Grace around the fact that sometimes people can use, like in this instance, therapy speak as a way to control their, or manipulate their partner. I think a, a really concerning theme that we're seeing where people are weaponizing and using this kind of therapy talk in um, romantic uh, relationships or, you know, just relationships in general. And as a result, it can make challenging these behaviours really hard because the person who's been told, oh, no, this is my boundary or I'm living with trauma or that's a trigger for me so you're not allowed to do it, it makes it really hard for them to challenge it. I think the word like weaponizing therapy speak was hitting the nail on the head for me like after all these discussions I was like yeah he's he's using it in a poor way and yeah it was just interesting to see so much backlash on something like this because a lot of people make fun of woke culture 
you know they don't take it seriously and then like this happens and it's like okay suddenly we care but also (laughs) we haven't even spoken about the fact that he did a whole documentary about his therapist oh my god right because he's obsessed with his therapist he's obsessed with therapy he's obsessed with his therapist and he did a whole documentary about it and how important like he's always advocating for Mm. like yeah like healthy like mental health and like working on your mental health and and i just feel like yeah, this is really disappointing, I think, if anything, to to see these alleged, alleged texts uh, come from his ex. Yeah. This happened in July. And to be honest with you, I have not heard a peep from him since. Oh, crickets, crickets. On, crickets on Joyner Hill. We can't talk about 2023 and not mention chat GPT. Oh, my God, that rhymed. <gasps> Did it? Yeah, it did. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, it's had a huge moment this year. Everyone's kind of freaked out about it. Um, <laughs> rightly so. It Spiral. will be taking our jobs. At first, I thought, no, nah, we're safe. We've got voices. And then they were like, hey, guys, AI voice can, like, replicate anyone's tone and, like, it, you know, Newsreaders. inflections and everything. Yeah. So we're fucked. Um, <laughs> but are we, though, Pip? Because you and I did some deep investigating with ChatGPT because we were like, can you act like you might, you can math, right? You can yeah. do algorithm shit. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't get this. But you do <laughs> math things. But can you do emotional from the heart things? Yeah. That's where we put it to the test. We wanted to find out if ChatGPT could give some good advice when it comes to our dating lives. So... We gave it a situation where we were like, hey, ChatGPT, can you please write a text message that basically asks a potential partner the what are we question? The shit it spouted was... We're not going to bore you with it because it's so long and so boring. But basically, it's like written like a proper email to a colleague. It's like, hey, their name. I hope this message finds you well. I've been giving some (laughs) thought to the connection we've been building and wanted to address something that has been on my mind lately. It's always better to communicate openly and honestly. So here I am. So that's paragraph one. There's like 10 in here. Oh we'll God. give you a couple of like key moments that we were loving. Um, so after the waffle about, I really thought about this deeply and I want to have a conversation with you. They said, I've enjoyed our casual dates, conversations and the moments we've shared. And I'd like to know if we're both on the same wavelength regarding our expectations and desires for this connection. Are we content with the current engage- okay. arrangement or do we see potential for something more? Sorry. Who the fuck? So formal. I'd block that person straight away if you sent me this. If I saw, I immediately see this paragraph, I'd be like, no. <laughs> it, the purpose is simply to to gain clarity and see if we we're on the same page. Whenever you're ready, I would appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation, whether in person or over a call. Let's find a time that works <laughs> for both of us so we can have an open, honest dialogue about our relationship. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and feelings on this matter. Until then, take care, and I hope we can have a constructive conversation soon. Warm regards. So, if you are shaking in your boots about ChatGPT coming for your job... Fear not. You shouldn't be. Like, it's, it's fine. Sorry. Like, I think that proves everything. Yeah, ChatGPT, leave it to the experts, mate. You've got a long way to go. <laughs> So one of the big events that rocked the nation, the world, TikTok in general, was hearing that Anna Paul, very famous TikToker from Australia, had broken up with her long-term partner, Glenn. Don't even know Glenn's surname because that's – Don't Anna care about Glenn. him. It just 
And our Paul. And Glenn. It's all we know. <laughs> Mom and dad <laughs> broke up and we're not okay. Yeah. Everyone freaked out and said love wasn't real. The bro- the breakup post that she like did on TikTok was so viral. It's yeah. Like millions and millions of views. Like so many comments. People were absolutely... Like, besides themselves. Yeah, because they have this parasocial relationship with this TikToker thinking that they're friends and they're going through the breakup with them. But you know what? We did a whole episode about this because not only were we heartbroken, but we were very proud of Anna and Glenn for doing it in such a healthy way. A hundred percent. That's the thing is like in a world where so many celebrities are constantly like at the time, I think, uh, what was happening? Joe Jonas. Oh, the whole yeah. that, like divorce and it was really messy and it was there like so, so many breakups. So, there's been so many breakups that have just been so messy and to see a couple do a healthy breakup was so like we were just like so proud and yeah we did a whole episode you can go listen to it if you need some help on how to have a healthy breakup. This was one of my favorite news stories to drop this year because it was just so bizarre so out of pocket. I don't know if you remember this, but during the LA Philharmonic's performance of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony, a woman climaxed. It's so fucking funny. I can't wait. Can we play it again? Do it again. Do it again. Do Do it it again. again. It's so guttural. It just sounds like someone's getting like, like it's it hurts like finger blasted proper like. That doesn't sound like fun. I know, but you know what? It broke the internet, and obviously, D and I were obsessed with this. We actually kind of forgot that it happened. Same. But I'm so glad that we're bringing it back because the performance like stopped. Like people were like, "Wait, is everyone okay? Is there medical emergency?" Sorry, it literally broke the internet, and I think they're still anonymous. Wait, should we look them up? I think they, like, is there an update? Yeah, like, orgasm, orchestra. Orgasm, orchestra gate. Like, what's the latest? Speak out. Having in April, there's no update. No, there's no update. But you know what? That, that the best part of this was like the titles of everything. It was like, "Woman feels a full body orgasm at Philharmonics." But like, also, like, says who? They haven't spoken out about it. So I'm like, but. You know what I loved about this story as well is that the classical people listening who were at this performance genuinely were like, oh, how beautiful. Like everyone was like, how gorgeous that this woman was so moved by the music that she came. There's no way that she was moved by the music. Like someone's She was moved by a vibrator. Yeah, (laughs) finger banged in the – no, no, fingers aren't doing that. That's a vibrator. That's a wand. That is someone who's got that toy where you can control it. Like your partner can control it when you don't know it's happening. Yeah. That's what's going on there. It's crazy because, yeah, like everyone was really weirdly supportive and I think it just goes to show like it's a safe space in this classical, you know, you know, environment. They're all little dirty, whorish freaks and we love them for it. (laughs) Okay, so before we go, we did promise you some predictions. Uh, Yes, Pip and I. We have our fingers on the pulse, we like to think. Um, absolutely, we do not. But we do chat a lot to you. We chat a lot to experts. So we've got a bit of a, like, what's what we think will be out for 2024 and what we think will be in for 2024. Let's start with out. Um, number one for me, 
Dating apps, gatekeeping hot people. Oh, yeah. This you is know huge. I feel strongly about this. This is huge. If you're using apps like Hinge and the Rose section, but it's like any dating app where you get like a few people at the start that are like who you would match with and then crickets on everyone else. You know what I mean? It's like mm. the algorithm has just been created so like you're continuously swiping for the rest of your life. Yeah, and we're sick of it. We're sick of putting the hot people in jail. Let them free. Give us the hotties. Yeah. Not me because I'm not on them, but anyway. Neither am I. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> okay, what is out for 2024? Cleaning your partner's foreskin. Now, that sounds crazy, but if you do not follow us on Triple J Instagram, that's at Triple J The Hookup, you would have seen a video go viral where an anonymous caller told us this story about how she cleaned her partner's foreskin out for like several years. It's disgusting. It's the worst thing we've she ever heard. She said there was years of buildup of dick cheese. Christ. I'm still not okay. Yeah, so, so that's, that's out. out. We're no, done with we're that. not. We're done. She's. She needs. We need to check in. Like she needs to be done. Yeah. Um. This next one got quite a bit of heat online. We did post this on our Instagram. Um. Libras. Are out. Libra's X. Make sure the X is acknowledged. Like, yeah, the X at the end. Like we mean it with a kiss. Yeah, with a little. We love you, but <laughs> you're out. Your time's done. You're done. Um, and a lot of people were asking. They were saying, "Why? Why are we copping the hate?" And let's just say we have our reasons, and we'll move on. It involves lying. That's right. Next. <laughs> oh, like we heard, Jonah Hill, weaponizing therapy speakers out. Yeah. We are no longer talking about boundaries and triggers and trauma at capacity at capacity bandwidth you're using it as a way to manipulate someone yeah and that includes friends not just partners don't do that oh this is a special shout out to me and all the other uti girlies chronic utis are out for 2024 this is me just manifesting it we're praying we're praying praying to rihanna Um, and then lastly, what's out for 2024, main character energy. We're going back to being NPCs. If you don't know what an NPC is, it's non-playable character. When you play a video game, they're just little things that walk around in the background. Oh, I'm done with being main character. I'm tired. <laughs> it's cringe. And I just want to like cringe. go under the radar a bit. Erase my face. Erase my outfits. I just want to be a blob. Literally. All right. What's in for 2024? Oh, I love this. Okay. Finding a pay pig because because he lives the economy is bad <laughs> so if you can <laughs> find a fin find be a fin dom yeah. find a pay pig like find someone who's willing to just pay for things for you um there are certain bags that i want so, <laughs> so i will be also looking for a pay pig <laughs> all right the next one is actually knowing the names of everyone on your roster a lot of roster chat this year a lot of people who are just naming them in the context as like Fitzroy bar guy or hinge number two or like whatever it is let's just try and let's humanize these people I like, and also I do love when people do that. It's really fun. Oh, it's funny. It's so great. But I'm also like, when we circle back to our chat we had about post romantic era, let's make people less disposable. Yeah. And so that's why we're like, know the name, like obviously have a roster. Yeah, duh. Obsessed with that. But like, make sure you like know them a bit. And you know what? Don't be afraid to like ask. I know it's like awkward, but if you're like halfway through the day and you're like, I've forgotten, just be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Can I just like, get that or give them your phone and be like put your number in i don't know you figure it out it's not awkward they could be the love of your life don't let them run away um (laughs) next okay normalizing aftercare after casual sex i feel Mm. like this goes a little bit hand in hand but we spoke to someone recently about aftercare and they were like i haven't had it in so long after sex like you can have a casual 
one one night stand, whatever, with someone, and you can still be treated and respected as a human being. Mm. Like it's the bare fucking minimum. So that's it. Enough. Normalize aftercare after casual sex. Another thing that's in for twenty twenty four: asking for what you actually want and saying what you really mean. Let's not be coy about these things, whether it's like a relationship expectation, if it is uh, what you are keen for in bed, Oh, that's ask a, for it. I feel like that's a big takeaway Pip and I had from chatting to you this year. We did a lot of episodes around like faking orgasms and, and that mm. kind of thing. And it's like how are people, it's like a two-way street. How are people supposed to know if you don't tell? Yeah, 100%. Slay. <laughs> Oh, this is you. Oh, is it me? Yeah, this, Again? Is, this is like your... This oh, is yeah, your- it is, it is. Okay. I do love me some young adult fiction. That's all I read. I have the reading level of a high schooler. <laughs> and all I want to hear about is high fae, dragons, wolves, uh, vampires, and all of those pieces of content, particularly books, are about enemies turning into lovers. So what I want in for 2024, I want you to turn your enemy into your lover. It's hot. All right. Last thing that's in for 2024, quoting Chanel Contos on consent. With an X. We love Chanel so much. We think she's doing absolutely incredible work. Uh, We did an interview with her recently about her new book, Consent Laid Bare, and I just think that, like, it's the hottest thing that you could possibly do is to show that you've read it or that you're, like, You've you've done the work. You've like you're working on yourself. You're working on learning about consent, and that's mm. the hottest thing that anyone could ever do. And it's a massive green flag if anyone like talks about her. I'm literally like, yep, we're on the same page here. Whop instantly. Alrighty, that was we fun. Did. That was really fun. I love that. I'm like obsessed, but my voice hurts. We spoke for a long time. I'm yes. ready to get a cocktail. I'm ready to fly on the beach. Let's go. I know. Bring on summer and bring on all of your sexy adventures. We're so keen to hear about it as soon as we get back in. So make sure you keep hitting us up on Instagram at Triple J the Hookup. Get in those DMs. Tell us your stories, your yes. questions, or just tell us that you love us. That would be nice. <laughs> No, we love you and yeah. have the best summer ever. We'll be around, like we said at the start. Keep an eye out in your feeds. We'll, but there'll be some like surprises here and there. All right. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.